The Chicago Bulls have made a few moves so far this offseason. One of the bigger moves that they made was filing for the disabled player exception that we're still waiting to be approved. And while that is waiting and still pending, I don't think the Chicago Bulls are necessarily going to be looking to make any moves. You have the rest of the NBA all kind of waiting to see what happened and where Dame Lillard goes. We're going to talk about what's up next for the Chicago Bulls, why Billy Donovan's growth as a coach may be one of the most important things with this new look roster or could be one of the biggest things to hurt it. We're going to talk about that and dive into the mailbag right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. I'm the host here, Hayes. You can follow me right off the top at CEO Hayes. That's CEO H A I Z E. You can also follow the channel at Bulls Central Pod on every social media platform that we happen to be on. But let's go ahead and get into the content for today. So the Chicago Bulls have added Javon Carter, Torrey Craig. We've already talked about how just with the addition of a more modern and higher volume three-point shooting, the Bulls can really win a lot more games. When you look at the fact of the matter, the Bulls losing 17 games uh, by five points or less. And when you look at the fact of how many games as well, the Chicago Bulls made as many or even more field goals as their opponent but they didn't win the game because they didn't take more threes. There's absolutely reason to think that additional and more willing three-point shooting is going to drastically help change the outlook of this team. You also look at adding in two-way players in Javon Carter and Torrey Craig who give effort on the defensive side of the ball, and especially Torrey Craig who is going to be bigger than the 6'4 and 6'3 players we had playing at power forward outside of Patrick Williams last season. All those things shape up to help the Bulls. You get, you get Nikola Vucevic back on a very team-friendly deal. Kobe White on a value contract as well that's less than the mid-level exception. All those things have been solid moves made by the Chicago Bulls with more moves still left to come, right? That disabled player exception gets approved. That's another $10 million exception that the Bulls can use to sign a free agent or trade for a player in the final year of their deal. We all know that, right? And it's all cool. And we'll wait to see what the Bulls do with that. I really do think that the Bulls are right now kind of waiting for that to get approved because that's going to inform how they make their next few moves, right? That exception gets approved. The free agent they sign could be used for that exception. The rest of the mid-level, technically, they absorb uh, Io's contract. With that, it wouldn't, they wouldn't be signing him to the mid-level. They'll still be using bird rights, but it, it leaves that space, right? So we'll end up seeing what happens with the Chicago Bulls. But one of the biggest things, and we touched on this a little bit yesterday, is the Billy Donovan of it all, right? Billy Bubblegum Donovan. A player, I mean, a coach that we've... Bulls fans have had gripes with. Some Bulls fans have defended and said it's not his fault. It's the roster. I understand both sides of that, right? And I've always said, even last season, yes, this roster did not necessarily have the size and it was, wasn't was we, – we've come into the last couple of seasons with one of the positions that we have been the most thin at and we could not weather a, a injury to was the center position. More so last season – well, two seasons ago than this past season. Um, but now, you know, Andre Drummond's locked in. Nikola Vucevic is here. We've never really used Marco Simonovic. And so now, Julian Phillips comes in. More legit size at the power forward position. Torrey Craig, more legit size at that power forward position. Still don't really have super depth at that, that center position. But Nick Nikola Vucevic, 82 games played last season. Hopefully with playing Andre Drummond more, right, and, and him increasing his role, it also helps preserve Nikola Vucevic a little bit. But ultimately, you still have to ask the question. Billy Donovan, right? Is he going to utilize this roster to the best of their ability? We talked a little bit about yesterday how Billy Donovan just doesn't use players to their strength. He doesn't. 
Billy Donovan does seem to have a propensity to, to, for small ball, which, you know, again, Torrey Craig, 6'7". I know a lot of Bulls fans, we need height. We need, uh, you know how I feel about that. We need players that can play and guard the position, right? But it's a completely different thing asking a 6'7 forward than a 6'3 and 6'4 guard to play power forward, right? So that's a, that's a big difference. Billy Donovan, and I know Billy Donovan received the secret extension, and that is something that is still a sticking point for Chicago Bulls fans. As a matter of fact, we still don't even know how long that extension was for. We have no idea, right? Still don't have the details on that contract extension, which is crazy to me. But with that said, you have to look at Billy Donovan, and you have to ask yourself, like, with an improved roster, how much does that put the spotlight on what Billy Donovan does or doesn't do as a head coach, right? Now that you have some more three-point shooting, now that you have some more legit size, now that you have a point guard to help start off your season, what does Billy do, right? Does Billy coach better? Does does Javon Carter make Billy Donovan's system look a little bit better like Patrick Beverly did, right? Does the growth of Kobe White as a, as a, as a playmaker, as a passer, as a defender, how much does that continue to help? Does the bench now that is rounding out pretty nicely when you look at having Alice Grusso, Kobe White, uh, Torrey Craig now, Possibly Julian Phillips if he can carve himself out a role, right? Andre Drummond, Daylon Terry. Do we use Daylon Terry, our 18th overall pick from a season ago? Do we utilize these players better? And and does having a bench that is really full of versatile defenders for the most part on that bench, how much does that help, right? And it's crazy that we're talking about you know how the starting lineup and the bench and things like that, but like ultimately. We still have one of the biggest question marks on this team still remaining. Isn't just how many more three-pointers we're going to shoot. Isn't just who's going to play the power forward. Isn't just who's going to start at point guard. One of the biggest question marks that we have, and and a question mark that most teams that are playoff teams don't have, is your head coach. And that is always going to be an issue when it comes to this team making a step up, right? And by that, I know. Guys, we all know the Bulls aren't competing for a title this year. Welcome to reality. There was nothing that the Bulls were going to do that were going to make them a championship contender. Right now, the Bulls are looking at, actually, can they win a playoffs? Can they make, can they avoid the plan, right? And a lot of that does still come down to how is Billy Donovan going to utilize this roster? Does Billy Donovan coach well enough to get the Bulls to that point, right? Again, I'm not saying that the Chicago Bulls team has the greatest roster on paper. I'm not saying that this Chicago Bulls team isn't going to have to find and compete. But you know one thing with this, and one thing that good to great coaches do, they develop young players, they put, they empower their young players, and they, they do that instead of having them right away on the bench. And then if you're not playing those young players, it's because you're playing so well and fighting for something that the, the, the development of those young players becomes second nature to that. We have done neither and not developed a goddamn thing. And that becomes an issue right? That becomes a problem for the teams, not only present, but future. And while I know that not everyone is eyes high on the talent that we, on the, on the young talent that we have here, I, you, you guys know how I feel. I still think the word of Patrick Williams, I still think that Patrick Williams is, and this part on him too, is finding and unlocking his aggression away and getting more plays called for him away from being a, 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 a pr- productive player for the Chicago Bulls. Dalen Terry, we haven't seen Dalen. We don't know what the hell, like, Dalen has. If you watch the Windy City Bulls game like I did last year, you know that Dalen Terry has that Swiss Army Knife-type game, but is he going to be able to do it on the NBA level? 
you need NBA reps to do so. So, you know, ultimately, Billy Donovan is still going to be one of the biggest question marks for this team. And while Billy Donovan got an extension and he seems to be ho-hum with ownership and the front office seems to like him, at some point, right, as a front office, as an organization, you got to look at something. It's either the roster or it's the coach or it's a a mixture of both. And you have to figure out what is the best way. Do you change the roster to get most out of your coach's strengths? Do you change the coach and and bring in a coach that's going to get more out of your roster? But ultimately, I do think that as we continue to make changes to this roster, and I know that we all want to see more improvements made eventually, as we look to improve that and as we do improve that, it puts more of a spotlight on the coaching aspect of it. And Billy Donovan has to be ready. For that, like the newest acquisitions, they're vets. I expect Billy Donovan to use them, but does that still become cut or come? Experience the thrill of March Madness. If you're still out on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter the bracket contest for a chance to take home prizes up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, my bookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim the code Bull Central, but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about my bookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use the promo code Bull Central to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. At the behest of our young players that don't get the development reps that they need. I had Tony Gill on the show, and one of the things that Tony Gill did talk about when he was on the channel was just the lack of development reps and how that could have potentially impacted this team, right? It doesn't seem like this team is going to make the big trade, right? Zach Levine, DeMar DeRozan, they're staying. It seems like they're staying. Unless AK pulls a trick from from a sleeve that we weren't expecting, it seems like that is pretty primarily what's happening. And while a lot of Bulls fans are down on the concept of running it back, rightfully so until they until something's shown that people can see that's tangible, you still got to look at the head coach and Billy Donovan, in my opinion. You guys can let me know what you think down below. Now, before we go as well, I want to talk about reasons to be excited about the Bulls Summer League. We Summer League starts for the Chicago Bulls in two days on the 7th, on Friday. I will be having a live post-game show after the game because Hey, I'm excited. I know you guys are probably excited too. I wanted to talk about the main reasons to watch and be excited for Summer League this season. And the first one up is Daylon Terry. The growth of Daylon Terry. How has a summer with DeMar DeRozan helped him, right? That shot, right, that has changed. If you guys have seen him from when he came in the NBA to now, his shot has improved. How much more effective does, does that do? His ability to drive, pass, right, get to the rim. With, with added shooting and a more reliable threat, it, it opens up the game for him. You saw it in the in the G League last season. He still found a way to be productive and a threat for, with offense going through him, even with that shot release. Having a, a now development coach, which I don't know how much time that new player development coach has gotten to work with, with Dalen Terry, but how does uh, going through a season and another offseason help Dalen Terry? Does he come in, and sometimes we see those players in their second years, they just really shine in summer league because They've had that that year to really acclimate. Does that work out for Daylon Terry? Next up, Julian Phillips. Julian Phillips, to see how that athleticism and defense show, right, and does that shot release that has also changed for him to go back more to his high school shot release, 
Has that helped him now? Does he look like a player that can play some spot minutes for the Chicago Bulls if Billy Donovan plays him? And I think how he looks in summer league may determine like, hey, is Julian Phillips, does he have the potential to be IO as far as letting his defense get him on the court early for the Chicago Bulls? Or will he be more Dalen Terry in the sense that he's going to spend that whole first season down in the G League working on his game? That's one of the things to see from him in summer league as well. Next up, Adama Sanago. Like, listen, I still don't understand how he, how he completely fell out of the draft. Adama Sanago has the potential to be a steal in the sense that you got him as an undrafted rookie. If he turns into a role player that you can legitimately use at the NBA level, that's a steal, ladies and gentlemen. But the bigger question is, is he this year's McCour maker? Last year, we saw McCour maker play for the Chicago Bulls in the summer league, and many of us hoped that the Bulls were going to offer him a full contract. While I think he's still going to stay on a two-way contract, but does he play well enough to where Bulls fans, it catches the eye, and then we're starting looking at Adama Sanago and how his development comes along, right? So Adama Sanago, still looking, uh, are still excited for him. That three-point shot, um, the, the defense he's able to play, the pick-and-roll offense and defense as well, Really like Adama Sanago. I want to see, especially if he can build chemistry with Dalen Terry, that can be a fun thing to watch. Next up and last on this list is Justin Lewis. A lot of Bulls fans were excited about Justin Lewis last season. You look at the, the skill set that he, that he has, right? Uh, a big that can stretch the floor, can, can rebound the ball pretty well, can, can offer some weak side defense and, and, and shot blocking, and he's still a young player. A lot of people were excited about seeing uh, Justin Lewis last season in the G League but he tore his ACL. We didn't get to a chance to look at him. How is he returning from injury? Does he get back to that player that Bulls fans are now excited about his potential because of his play that he can give in the G League? Those are all things, well, I mean, in the summer league, well, and in the G League. He's going to play a lot in the G League next season. But those are kind of the biggest reasons to watch summer league, right? And I think when you look at the Bulls summer league roster overall, you got some returning characters. Javon Freeman, Littlebridge, he's going to be down there, things like that. So I, I think ultimately the summer league, for pure basketball fans, right? If you're looking, if you're kind of more of a casual, where it's about the highlights, it's about the dunks, it's about you know games that matter. It's not always as exciting, but like for us basketball purists, summer league is really fun basketball to watch over the summer. So really excited about that. We will be having our post game shows like we do for the regular season after summer league games. So make sure you guys are tuned in for that. As you guys know, the voicemail box has been ridiculous. So we're gonna go ahead and play one voicemail today before we get out of here. Hey, hey, man, this is like your fourth or fifth podcast on the third, but uh, I just got done watching uh, you and Pat Designer talk about uh, how the roster is shaping up, and I think it's a good idea to add one more true point guard to this roster, because if Javon Carter gets hurt, you're pretty much back to where you started with, with Kobe White or Caruso being the point guard. So uh, what do you think about trading, like, two second-round picks for Chris Dunn? He's only making, like, $2.5 million, and he is a true point guard. And uh, would you think about trading uh, Marco and Carlett to the Lakers for Vanderbilt? And you might have to throw in the uh, Portland pick, but only on the condition where he uh, signs like a four-year, $40 million deal. Uh, would that be a good thing? And what would that roster look like? The starting five and the bench five. All right, Bulls trading two second-round picks for Chris Dunn. We already gave two second-round picks for Julian Phillips. I don't see the Bulls trading any more second-round picks, even though you, you never know. Some teams value them, some teams don't. Um, but ultimately, I think now we won't have another second-round pick until 2028 or nine, something like that. 
I don't see the Bulls trading any more second round picks personally, especially not for Chris Dunn. I think more so than running the 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 option on Chris Dunn, they probably would just bring back Ayo Desumu and you know, yes, he's not a true point guard, he's more of a combo guard, but really taking a look at what he how his growth does rather than Chris Dunn. That's just kind of what I what I would expect there, but I understand what you're getting at. Yeah, Chris Dunn showed tremendous growth from when the last time he played in the NBA to when he came back for the Utah Jazz, showed tremendous growth, decision-making, even, you know, scoring a little bit better. So I understand that. I just don't know if the Bulls would give up assets. Now, as far as your second pick, Marco and Carly Jones and the Portland pick for Vanderbilt, here's what I'll say. Every one of those assets you mentioned, nobody's going to want to touch. Not for not for a trade to give up value. Marco Simonovic, NBA teams are going to look at it and say, are the Bulls even going to guarantee that deal? We can maybe wait till they... Don't guarantee it, and we can try to sign him, even if you do think that there is some potential left in him. Carly Jones, I know a lot of Bulls fans think Carly Jones is the one, right, because he won G League MVP. I watched every single G League game. Carly Jones is not a good passer. Carly Jones is a chucker. Yes, he scored a lot on the NBA level, but he reminds me a lot of Antonio Blakeney, and I don't see it for him. I don't, but hey, other NBA teams may, right? And then the Portland pick. Here's the thing nobody is touching the Portland pick while this Dame Lillard trade stuff is going on. Because the moment that Dame Lillard is traded, keep in mind, the protections on that pick are that we get it the next time they make the playoffs. If they move on from Damian Lillard and embrace the youth movement, nobody is buying on that, on that, on that pick. They're just not. So I would love Jared Vanderbilt on this team. I, I like him a lot, right? And, I've, and I talked about him a lot last season. But I don't think the Lakers, who added a lot of depth and stuff, are probably going to be willing to move him either as they're trying to get back to a Western Conference Finals. So I don't know if I see it that way, but um, I understand why you why you came up with both these deals. I don't just know if they're realistic for the motivations of both teams, if that makes sense. But, hey, listeners, viewers, you guys can let me know what you think down below. But that's it. That's my time for today. Make sure you guys follow the show at Bull Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, bullcentralpod at gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail for our mailbag episodes, the number to do so, 773 773- 270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related because of you guys. And like I liked in every episode on. Go Bulls. Love you guys. See you right if you can, y'all. Peace. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Media.